Hi, my name is Victoria Eisenhower, and I am a self-love scientist, not your average yoga instructor, and women's embodiment coach. I'm so excited to share with Pearl today. everybody, this is Pearl and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Pearl. And I am a naturopathic mental fitness life coach, as well as the owner of Women's Successful Living, where I help you find your superpowers within by becoming the shiro that you are. And today we have a great guest today. Our, our guest is Victoria Eisenhower. She's known as the self-love scientist. She's checked all the boxes according to society expectations of that successful lifestyle. She had a degree, marriage, home, dog, except the only box she wasn't checking was herself. So today we're going to talk about how after a few rock bottoms and taking a big leap of faith, Victoria started life all over on her own terms. This leap including launching her own coaching business, divorcing, moving, and reclaiming back her superpowers. So I'm excited to have Victoria on today with us. And Victoria, welcome to the show. Thank you, Pearl. I'm so stoked to be here and connect and share with your audience my story. Yay. And we were talking before you came on the show. You're up in the D.C. area. So I know right now we're recording this. It's around February. So tell us, how's your weather been this year? Oh, my gosh. This weather is so... It's very random. Um, Today especially has been gorgeous. It's literally a tease for spring. It's in the 60s. The sky is beautifully blue. There's a breeze. It's perfect. Like for me, it's a great hoodie day. (laughs) Great hoodie day. And if I remember right, when I used to live in Virginia, we would get those last minute February snow dumps. So hopefully no snow dumps come for you guys soon. So I, I love... I love what you call yourself the self-love scientist. And I just love that phrase. I've I've talked to many people on here about self-care and the way you described it. And then to, to say you didn't check your own box. I mean, how many of the women sitting listening to this can all raise their hand if you're driving, be careful, but and agree that we forget to check our box. We talk about that here first, that you know, we we check the boxes for everybody else. We put we pour into everybody else's cup, or like I like to say, we put our cape on everybody else but we forget to put it on ourselves. And so Victoria, walk us through that. Like what was going on in your life, in your world, when all of a sudden it hit you that you weren't checking your own box? Well, it was about three years ago. I was working. Um, I had, I got my degree. I was like checking everything. I was like, cool, I did that. And I was working in a, a it's kind of a little bit of a toxic, you know, very masculine workplace. And I was just kind of going with it. Like, this is my job. This is my career now. This is my purpose, right? So um, uh, this job allowed me a couple of, um, let me see, got my whole words mixed up. <laughs> Okay. So with this job, I was able to travel a lot. So I'm very grateful for that. And at the same time, I could not keep up with the lifestyle. It was a lot of partying. It was a lot of drinking, a lot of late nights. And finally, I got to the point where I was like, I can't keep up. I can't keep doing this because this lifestyle was affecting the way I was showing up. Not only myself, I could feel myself getting sick. Um, It was affecting my relationships. It was affecting my work ethics. And so one day, instead of joining the others for a party, I spontaneously signed up for a yoga class (laughs) and it was on the beach. I get there. I'm nervous because I'm doing this thing on my own. And I met the instructor and she has like this beautiful brown eyes and brown hair. And she looks at me and she like, she like says my name. She's like, hello, Victoria. It's so like, I'm so glad you're here. 
And um, she, the way she looked at me and then she's like, it just, it looks like you're carrying a lot of things that aren't for you. And it was like being seen for the first time. And I, I, all I could do, and there might be some people who resonate, but you know how you kind of fake it and you smile like, I'm fine. I'm really just fine. I had a really hard time telling her that. And I wanted to, cause I was trying to be strong. Like, Oh no, like I carry my own, you know, I'm fine. And I just, I couldn't lie to her. And so I kind of like teared up and I was like, I'm just really happy to be here, which that came out of nowhere. Cause I came up all nervous and suddenly I felt very connected at home and being able to actually be seen in that moment clicked something. And from that moment on, we stayed in touch. Like we um, emailed each other back and forth and she inspired me to dedicate some time to a consistent yoga and meditation pro- you know, practice because she became aware that I had a lot of stuff. Like I had a lot of mental blocks. And when I started dedicating more time to myself, a lot of things started becoming clear. A lot of things started coming up for me. And that includes the way I spend my time, the way my energy was going. And if it was being reciprocated, I was no longer able to tolerate the old behaviors anymore. And so this kind of was like the the match that started this becoming more aware of like how I was surrounding myself in my environment. I remember the days of working and going out. I I got married young. I was 19. And so I remember I was working for a collection agency and we would go out every Friday at the end of the week and go out for drinks or what have you. And I remember, you know, it can get carried away and we can, it can take over your life. And, and I remember, Mm -hmm. you know, I used to, I used to go home because that's, I was married and that's where I wanted to be, but I'd go out for a couple of drinks, but I would remember watching some of my employees come in the next day and be like, tired, strung out from, be, you know, from being hungover and just all that. And, and it's so powerful when you can go to do something like you, you decide, like what you said, Victoria, is you decided I'm going to do something for myself. I'm taking myself out of this norm of what I've been doing. And I'm going to go over here and do something for myself. And when we finally can recognize that we have to do that, the things that can come from it are so powerful. Like, and, and then to right away walk into that space, because I you painted the picture that you were not comfortable, something new for you, but you knew you need to do it. And then to have somebody look at you and like read right through you, recognize that we put this mask on and say, I'm here for you. I've got you. You're okay. It's so powerful when we can receive that too. Because not often, I was just speaking with um, somebody prior to this, her name's Diane Allen. Not often do we listen to that. Not often do we receive it, right? We put this kind of like this mask and this and this boundary up and say, I don't want to hear what you're saying. And so I think it's so powerful that you were able to do that and to recognize that, Victoria. And and so tell us like, so we know that you you went through a divorce and everything. So where did that then start to lead? you down that path of finding yourself of checking your box as you would call it so I think what I'll do is I'll kind of pick it up from that moment with the teacher on the out the beach from that point on um, after starting to dedicate more time to myself and everything started becoming very clear about where I've been where have I been my whole life (laughs) and it literally was a series of checking a, a checklist and when I started doing just even the small things for myself and having these experiences, I was like, wow, this is, this is something big. And it did, you know, I was growing as a person. And then eventually, um, I did one of my other biggest big leaps was launching my business. And then when I launched the business, I was separating and I integrated my step. I had to put my business on pause because during those moments, the the months actually, so the months of 
reestablishing myself and growing from this next new, like whole new chapter, new season. Um, I, it was, oh my gosh, it was like staring at a blank canvas, but it was my canvas. It was me. And it was, you know, no one else has to tell me how I paint this. No one has to tell me where I hang it. Like, what do I want to do? And I, for so long, I've been wanting and investing into other people. So to really spend the time getting to know myself and find things that would make me happy was a part of that process. And I love how you said that was that that blank canvas. Like you're like, I've got this canvas and I get to choose how I want to paint it, what colors I want on it. Where do I want to go with this? Like, where am I leading myself to? I just, I think that's so, so amazing. So you've gone through this, you've started your business and like, what's, what, as you kind of come through that, you've gone through some rough patches with, you know, got to go through a divorce and all these changes. How did you start painting that canvas? Hmm. So. <laughs> What came up immediately was romancing yourself, right? <laughs> um, so this was while I was going through um, living, I was living on my own for the first time. I married young and this was the first time I was independent. So I was getting used to that. And almost what was interesting, and this is one of those things where you made a choice, and you're like, I know I'm heading in the right direction. My new home felt like home. And, you know, I didn't have all my furniture yet. Um but I knew immediately that I was in the right place. So not only did I feel safe in my home, I was like, how can I feel more safe in my body? And I started really prioritizing my health and wellness. So I, you know, movement is very therapeutic for me. So I started exercising. I started taking baths. I started becoming more mindful about what I'm feeding my body. And then the next step really was starting to do things that I had wanted others to provide for me. And in those cases, it just wasn't going to happen. And it sounds silly now, but I start I start doing things where I'm like, I could do that. I could do that myself. I can take myself out. I can book the trip. I can take myself to a winery or, you know, I can do these things on my own. And for so long, it was like this um, having to overcome this little hurdle of like, in you know, air quotes, like you're doing this alone. And it took me... Um, one of the biggest things I did was I booked a trip overseas uh, independently when I was sitting at a restaurant. Um, I was in Paris and I remember explaining this to somebody and they look at me and they're like, you're not alone. You're free. And I thought that was the most powerful thing I've ever heard. I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Because you don't have to be, you don't have to be single. You know, you don't have to be in a, if, if you're married, you can still do these things. You're allowed to do these things. It's just that we put ourselves on the back burner for so long that when we do have the opportunity to invest in ourselves and do the things that we really want to do, we're hitting these roadblocks. We're like, am I allowed to do this? Do I deserve this? And I came, I finally got to the conclusion of yes, yes, I can. And yes, I will. Because this is, this is the life I have. This is my life. And in order for me to show up fully, I need to grant myself this experience because it's going to, I know it's going to be amazing. And it's moving through that frequency of love and passion and just investing in yourself. I love you call that you were romancing yourself, right? And and as you're describing it, I was thinking, I'm sure you've heard Miley Cyrus's new song. I, I don't need you to buy new flowers. <laughs> as you're saying, I'm like, that song is, that song 
I don't care why she wrote it, but it's such a powerful song and it's such a reminder for self-love that we don't have to have somebody take us for dates. And just like you said, I've been married almost 40 years and I can tell you that I go do staycations by my, I do things on my own and my husband supports it. He's like, go, you know, you've got to, we got to find our individuality so we can be together even, even as, as a better unit. Right. And so, and I remember my oldest son one time, he's like, you're letting mom go. And I'm like, ah, ah, no, 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 no. There's no letting me do anything. I choose to do these things. This is my, you know? And so that education piece for raising two boys as well, to share that with them and romancing yourself. And, and I, I thought about when you were describing like going out to eat on our own, we, it, and that's something we just put up. We think everybody's looking at us, right? I, I mean, it's like we think, oh, everybody's going to want, why is she alone? No. And I love that person told you you're not alone. You know, you're finding yourself. You're not alone. You you are right where you're supposed to be. And it's kind of interesting. It reminds me of conversations I have with my mom. She's um, here visiting me in Tampa. And um, she was like, I have to dye my hair. I'm like, why are you dyeing your hair to get on an airplane? Because people I'm like, they don't know you. And if you run into something, you know, who cares? Put a hat on. I'm like, you're coming here. You're going to go get your hair done when you're here. So you're going to dye it before. Why are we getting your hair done? Right. But we put that that false thing on ourselves that, oh, everybody's looking at us. Everybody's watching us. And, and in reality, they're not really watching us. It's more our perception of everything. It's more how we think everybody sees us when really it's something we're putting on ourselves. And when we take the mask off, when we start checking our box and we start romancing ourselves, you find somebody that's just so beautiful inside that you kind of forgot who she was, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. When you take the blinders off, suddenly it's like, I never realized how beautiful the sky was. <laughs> I never realized how much I appreciate the smell of making coffee. You know, it just, it's mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so powerful. And I mean, even like, I never realized how much I enjoyed sleeping in and not having to worry about somebody else, right? You know, and making that time for somebody else. It's so powerful in, in that in that journey. And, you know, I love you, you. Where did you come up with scientists? I love that you call it self-care <laughs> scientists. So that is, so the self-love scientist, um, the scientist part actually comes from, I went to school for science. I went to school to be a forensic scientist. I, I have a huge, like my passion, I will be a student for the rest of my life because I love and I admire the way that we're put together, what makes us function, like the power our bodies are capable of holding. And so part of my work and my journey is to continue educating and, and like experimenting with these different modalities. So not only am I able to provide a stronger space for my clients, but now I have the research and I read um, research articles for like women's health and wellness and the yoga certification as well. The self-love com- component was a huge, is a huge factor of how I got to where I am now was prioritizing myself and creating this relationship with myself where I could I could start doing these things without the guilt, without the shame, and just really recognizing that love is the most powerful frequency. And even with these perceptions, like you said, with going out to eat, people are drawn to your light. People just are, you go into the room and people are like, I don't know why she's smiling. I do want to know though. So people begin to draw in and when they soak in your, like your, like your pride and your joy, it creates a ripple effect. And that's one of my goals. Like if we were emitting from this state of love, of recognizing our worth, the world would be completely different. 
I totally agree with you. I think we would be a totally different world if we could understand that, understand who we, that inner child inside who loves us, but we don't listen to that child too often because we kind of, you know, figure, oh, we're adults now. We don't need to listen to her anymore or him anymore. Right. And I just, I love how you put that together. And so tell us, so how you started your business, how did you start to like let everybody know what you did and how do your clients find you? And and then what is their experience like with you? So when I launched my business, um, I started with just virtual classes and that was just marketing online and in the community. And eventually I was able to get my foot in the door with a studio and teach there for a little bit. And when I was coming out of the, probably like the, the final divorce phases when I was really finally like getting back into my power and just, I was so overwhelmed with like this information. I was like, how can I share? And I started, I just started posting about it. I, you know, I, it took me a while to finally open up because it was a very quiet process as both, both parties agreed. And finally people were like, what is happening in her life? And I was like, hello. This is me now. (laughs) And so it became sharing more raw and vulnerable moments because I wanted to create the same experience I had three years ago of being seen. So when I speak online or I'm at a networking event, I want the women to know it's like, she sees me. And it's like, I do see you and I love you. And I'm so excited to meet you. And I I want to know more. And I I have these these tools I want to share with you. So that would be like the best way for me to connect with clients was through social media. I've had people come up to me in cafes. (laughs) One of my favorite cafes, I've had two people come up to me recently. I've never seen them before. And they're like, I saw your, you know, reel the other day. And so I started following you and just like, and I look forward to your posts every day because I post every day. And so to be able to provide and inspire and educate women and have that same experience of being seen and knowing that there isn't anything wrong with them, that there is someone else out there who's experienced something. And that is how I, like my goal for January, this past January was to become well, I would say well-established in where I live, but also show up more consistently because I want that message to come out. I want people to recognize that we don't have to be quiet. You know, you don't have to put yourself on the back burner. Like you're Showing up for yourself is an investment. It is, it is so worth it. <laughs> it really is. Showing up for yourself is definitely an investment for for sure. And and when we don't show up for ourselves, and we're cheating not only ourselves, but we're cheating those around us that can benefit from the talent that you have, Victoria, and, and to be seen as you as you said. You know, we've talked about that a couple times. Like to really be seen as a person that we are. And so it's so important to to take that time and do something for ourselves. And so Victoria, talk walk us through what's a day, what's your day like? So we talked about self-care. We talked about putting ourselves first. I think what happens often, and I don't know if you see this, is that especially those that are maybe what I like to call CEO moms or CEO working moms. So I don't like the word stay at home mom. You are running a business at home. You're running a business at home and working outside the home. You're a CEO mom. So tell us in the, in the world of Victoria, what is your day like? Like you've, you know, you went through this journey. Now you're checking your box, right? So what is Victoria's day like 
in self-care because often, and I'm, I don't know if you've run across this, but I'll have clients go, do you really do what you say you do? And I'm like, yeah, you'll find me sitting on my front porch swing, journaling or meditating. You'll find me, you know, you'll find me having my quiet time here or there. You might try to reach me and I won't answer you. Usually that means I'm doing something for myself. So what's a day like in the life of Victoria? I love this question. And I love that they asked you that. I actually had someone mention that to me the other day. They're like, how do you do it? (laughs) How do you like, how do I constantly show up? And I'm, I'm like, I'm always smiling now. And I, I just, I'm emitting from this place of love because I wake up and I'm grateful. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm here. And so I would say an average, almost daily, um, I choose to get up early. I choose to get up um, right before the sun comes up. So we're looking at like 5.30 a.m., 6 a.m. maybe. And I choose that. And I have a my own personal morning ritual, which consists of meditation, some nice lemon water and tea. And I sit there and I I manifest and I put out to the world like what I want to do and how I how I want to show up and what the my return will be for the universe. So if it's like I'm calling this in and in return I will give you this because it's always a it's a full cycle of you give and receive. And I enjoy moving my body so I'll do a workout and um I enjoy music so I'll put on some kind of song as I'm playing music I um, on certain days, um, one of my other favorite versions of self-love is I use a yoni egg, which helps strengthen the pelvic floor. It's like a Benoit ball. So those are very grounding. And I use that as I'm washing up my face, like getting myself ready for the day to like, and you can see how I have like my hair curled. I did all this this morning because when I started adding this morning routine, it feels like this is the person, like this is the woman I'm becoming you know, this is how I'm dressed and being able to show up to that capacity propels me forward. That helps me quantum leap to the next step. And the days I don't do any of this stuff, I know, you know, the days that we don't actually sit in with ourselves, you'll know, you'll feel it kind of feels a little off. And, um, I may, I love breakfast. So I love making myself something with fruit and tea. And then some days I will either be connecting with businesses or collaborating and hosting events. And then I have dedicated days where I see my private clients. I set aside the time to catch up with them, drop in. And in the evening, I enjoy cooking. It's one of my favorite ways to get creative. So I love cooking with colors and spices. And I need every day. um, This was my goal for the past couple of weeks. I read for one hour. And I also listen to a podcast and sometimes I'll play the podcast in the morning when I'm getting ready or I'll listen to it while I'm cooking. And that I had substituted that over. I used to like put on a movie or a TV show. And then I started realizing, I was like, I really need to start catching up on stuff. I want to, you know, expand my knowledge on and better me or help me market. And sleep is a very important modality for me. (laughs) And so I have an evening ritual set aside where my phone goes gone to do not disturb. I plug it into the charger and I read. And most of the time I read till like, you know, your head starts teetering. <laughs> and that's when I know like I'm ready to go to sleep. And that could be anywhere from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. But I I value my sleep so much because there was a time where I wasn't sleeping well because I was just so all over the place and I was so burnt out and feeling, you know, guilty and disappointed with where I was. And now I get to lay down in my bed every night and I I'm so grateful. I have a gratitude practice. I say, thank you. I'm able to sit, to lie there and say, 
I did what I could today. And tomorrow I get to do something new. Like, what can I do tomorrow? I can't wait to wake up and start the day. I I love that was a great picture of the day. And, And for those that are listening, it's really important that we have those rituals that we set ourselves up for. And it's not like you're going to do it perfect every day. Like this is Victoria's ideal day. Doesn't mean she's perfectly doing it every day. But the point yeah. is that you're doing something for yourself, that you're learning to check that box, as Victoria said, for yourself. And it's really empowering that when we do that, when you start checking your box first, start putting your cape on first, whatever you want to call it, then you're going to show up differently for those you love, your job, whatever that career, whatever that is for you. And it's so, so powerful when we, when we can do that. So Victoria, you know, I work with clients. They'll tell me, oh yeah, pro. Yeah, I'll do that. Right. But sometimes we have to, I like to call it, let them see it inside, right? They don't believe that they can check their box themselves. They think people are going to be like, oh, you're selfish. Oh, you don't care about others, right? So how do you work with somebody who's fighting you on that? That's having that kind of tug of war going, yeah, but people might not like that side of me. How do you work and help people see that box being checked first is so powerful? Hmm. Could you ask the question again? Yes. So you have somebody that's fighting you on going, yeah, you know, I, Victoria, I hear check that box first, but really people think I'm selfish. People make me feel guilty when I check my box first. How do you guide your clients through understanding the importance of checking that box first? Oh, I usually, I bring it back to them. You bring it back to them because that's the, you know, unfortunately, like it's normal for people to be people pleasers, you know, and I, I have, I was there myself. It was like, what is, what are people going to think of me? Even when I started my business, when I went through my divorce, I was like, oh man. And I've gotten to a point where it's, it's not about them. It's about you. And I can sit there and tell you what to do. And the clients that, you know, when we do homework and we, we schedule our next follow-up and I go, Hey, did you get to this point? And they're, if they tell, if they're truthful, they're like, you know what? I didn't. And we're going to explore that because there might be some kind of block of some kind or shame that is underneath that isn't yours. It's just something that it's, it's uncommon. It's uncomfortable for us to put ourselves in a situation where it's like, I, some people are afraid to spend time with themselves. Like it's, you know, how do I get out of my head? And that's where, that's where a lot of the inner work comes in. Like you said, the inner child, like, how do I bring her back? How do I step into this person that I want to be without compromising my relationships? And the thing is, the most important relationship you need to have right now is the one with yourself. Because when you show up for yourself, then you will be able to show up for others and people will pick up and feed on that. Yeah. And it's so power to under, uh, powerful to understand that too, is that when we show up for others, people are going to feed off of that. And and I like what you said, you're talking about our inner child. So when I first learned to meditate, my dear friend, Sharon, she's a meditation coach. So she has a 30 day program to help you learn to meditate. And there's no music. It's just the quietness of your mind. Right. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't do that. I can't sit still with my mind. And now I find myself up to an hour. Sometimes just sitting still with my thoughts, my eyes closed and just being like, mindful of what the thoughts are in my head, the things I want to accomplish, what do I want to manifest and, and all of that. And, and it's so powerful when we can start tuning into who we are, those superpowers in us start to come out and they start to shine and we start to accomplish things that 
wow, I wanted that goal, but I didn't realize how much I wanted that goal. Or I wanted to manifest that, but it was always there, but I just kept ignoring it, right? I think that's so, so powerful. Which leads me to, right now, Victoria, what we're doing, I have a community, it's called the Shira League. It's a community of women where we get together every Sunday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. And we work on self-care things. We work on finding joy, happy, you know, what the not to do list and just different things like that. And so this month, we've been really honing in on the what brings you joy. And so what I want to ask Victoria is some of the homework we're having the girls do. We're going to do a little shift over to self-care with Victoria right now, because one of the things that I would like to know, Victoria, is if I said to you, you're going to make a list, Victoria, of 10 things that bring you joy. But I really want to know what the top three things are that are bringing you joy right now. What would those three things be and why? Ooh, that's a big one. The first thing that came up for me was um, my work. (laughs) And the reason why my work brings me so much joy is when I'm sitting in the sacred space that I've created with a client, whether it's through coaching or yoga, and I can see them going through the changes and I'm receiving their experiences, whether it's if we cry together, if they need to like yell and it's, you know, within a few hours or, you know, throughout the pro- the weeks of the sessions and just watching them become a version of themselves that they didn't know was possible. Um, but now they're like to educate and empower women and to hype them up. Like for me, my approach is like, we're, it's not client coach, it's girlfriend to girlfriend, soulmate to soulmate. Like being in that kind of energy fills me up every time. And like, it's always what I need because they're teaching me in some kind of way. Like, you know, everybody's experiences are different. Everyone's experiences are different. And yet there's always a part of us inside that person, you know, cause like even right now, like there's a part of me that's sharing with you. So immediately I thought of my work. Cause like every time I get up, I'm like, I'm so, I love what I do. I'm so glad I'm here and I can be this, this person. I can be the one to hold space because it was not available for me for many years. And um, so there's that. <laughs> I think a pretty cool, pretty like simple answer. But um, the second thing that brings me joy, um, would you want to know like in terms of self-care maybe or just, just overall? The, the, the top three things, it doesn't matter. Like anything in your life right now that's bringing you joy. Oh my gosh. Um <laughs> I, I'm thinking of literally, um, oh, wow. So while you're thinking about that, I want to point it out to everybody that see, even as a coach, sometimes we struggle with what these things are, right? Or there's so many things that bring us joy that it's, you know, that we like break down the top three things in our life that bring us joy. Yeah. I literally like immediately I thought about this morning, how, um, I love a great cup of coffee. And it could be coffee or tea. And um, I think what I said earlier, like I never realized how much I love the smell and like actually enjoying the cup versus like throwing it back and then going for a second one. Like I actually take my time. And in those moments of just enjoying my coffee or tea brings me a lot of joy because I it gets me to a point where, you know, sometimes we get really busy. Um, but when I'm sipping my coffee, I'm standing or sitting in my chair and I look around my, my house and I'm like, I am so grateful. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Like this is mine. This is possible. Um, so I'm like looking at my cup and I'm like, oh yeah, coffee, coffee, tea, 
helps me ground in my gratitude practice. And see, that's that's really important to understand. Like those are so the thing too that she's sharing, you guys, what Victoria is sharing is that there's things that in our life that may be a tangible thing, but as we hold that tangible thing or we have space with it, it reminds us of those things that bring us to our like gratitude, being thankful for what we have, being thankful for checking our box first, as Victoria's been sharing. So can you think of a third one, Victoria? I did. Um actually I would say what brings me joy like right now would be the sun. <laughs> um, like waking up and then going throughout the day and then just being outside and feeling the sun rays on my face, even though like we're in that weird February of like, is it spring yet? Is it winter? Um, when it's a blue sunny day, it gives me that I get to tuck away and go for a walk or when I'm in between different calls or mi- meetings. I find myself walking a lot more. And so it, it, like you said, it's this one thing that kind of drips down to a lot of other opportunities. So right now I'm grateful for this beautiful golden light in the sky to remind me of like just how beautiful this universe is. Yeah, nature can bring so many things to us that make us just feel so warm inside from the sun to the moon. You know, there's so many things about nature that does that. And I know from being, you know, you're in the DC area and I used to live in that area. I know that this is that time of the year where is the sun coming out or is it going to snow? Is it going to, I remember that (laughs) month of February going, what's it going to do this month to us? You know, I love that. And so I want to thank you for playing along with us because now we're going to go to the, if you thought that was hard, Victoria. <laughs> so now thinking of those things that you share that, that brings you joy, you know, your, your work you do with your clients, nature, and then, you know, gratitude. Tell us on your not to do list, what things are on your not to do list that you have to make sure that are on that list so that you can enjoy your joy, the things that bring you joy. So like for gratitude, what has to be on the not to do list to make sure you're enjoying the gratitude of your life and for your clients. And then like for nature, share with us your top three things on your not to do list so that you can live the life you want to live. That's on my not to do list. So things I I just don't do or. Yeah. So many times we make a list of things we have to do. I got to go grocery shop. I got to go clean the house. You know, we make those lists, but we forget to make that not to do list. What are the things that I don't want to do because they're not going to bring me joy? Like we were talking earlier, like being a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. One of my big things is my my not to do list is to not people please, to not let others direct how my day is going to go. Right. To to only do the things that I if it's going to stop me from doing the things that, you know, finding gratitude, being with nature, whatever that has to be on that list. Okay. Yeah. I, I am not going to shrink myself. (laughs) I am not going to shrink myself. And I say that because when I announced my coaching program and how a part of my coaching is, you know, learning to romance yourself and for women, it's especially it's activating that femme sacred sexual energy. It, a lot of people were like, wait, what? No, don't say that. And I was like, no, I am here. I'm here in my full. So that is on my not to do list is to shrink or dim my light. Um, I am, I am not going to do all the things, you know, if that makes sense. I am, I think about like, here's a good example, if I can elaborate, but um, we have that, that to do list, the get to do list. And sometimes I'm able to read my body where it's like, we should, we should stop because you value sleep because, you know, you do this. And 
So it's easier for me. Like I don't, it's okay that I don't have all the answers today. So I am not going to burn out for the sake of like who wins from that. Cause I won't. And my clients won't win if I get, if I can't show up. And I would say, thirdly, I am not, I'm not going to settle. <laughs> I'm just going to keep growing. <laughs> I, lo- I love that you're not going to settle. That is so powerful. And oftentimes we do. We often settle for, okay, well, if that's how it's going to be. Then, okay, I'll do that. Right. Or yes. if I want to stay up later, you know, not settling for, you know, with your boundaries. It's so powerful that that I'm not going to settle. I love that you shared that, Victoria. I want to thank you for playing along with me. So it's going to lead yeah. to my it's going to lead my next question, and that is: <laughs> so what is coming for Victoria? What's what's on the horizon over the next few months for you? Oh my gosh, I have been playing a lot with um, ever since I started connecting more with my community. I really feel. Um, I love to plan a speaking event of some kind, something big. And I have spoken at a few businesses before about like integrating a morning ritual, self-love. And I would love to put together an event or um, attend an event and come on as a speaker to talk about these things that are so taboo from divorce to self-pleasure or self-love. And I putting myself out there um, has like, it's just inspired me to educate more. Like, I don't want to keep myself from like, I have, I can educate here. I'm like, I could educate everywhere. So I, I made the comment the other day with a friend of mine and I said, yeah, I just, you know, I just did a speaking gig. And I said, it's only a matter of time before I'm on Ted talk. Right. (laughs) And I giggled. And then I was like, that could be me though. (laughs) So I, I see myself speaking more at events. And I, I get excited about that because it's just something I never saw before. And all it takes is just that little bit of, you know, I said yes to something. I was like, yeah, I could do that. And I had a lot of fun. And right now my coaching program is for women. Um, my ideal clients are women from a certain age group and they're in their masculine, busy working. And I also would love to open up a coaching program for men. Um, so I'd love to get that launched within the next six to eight months as well. And I would say maybe a little bit further down the line, a book (laughs) to tell my story, because I feel that there are a lot of people out there who it'll resonate in some way, whether it's, you know, I've got stories and experiences that it, it could, it could fill a book and I, I'm not done yet. I'm just saying that this is only the beginning from putting boundaries up with my, my parents to going through divorce, to growing into this version of myself in which I'm like, I love where I'm at authentically and truthfully. So you said, I, I love that you, those are great goals. Like the books, Every, I talk, everybody has a story, you know, we have to share our story, we have to get it out because somebody's going to learn from the lessons that we have to share in our books and our stories as we put them out there. Now I'm going to go, I'm going to, you said something and it resonated with me and that was setting boundaries around your parents and yes. somebody who had to set boundaries around her father that like, that like really pulled at my heartstring because my oldest is mixed race. And um, when he was little, we adopted him. My parents were all in. They were just, my dad just loves him to death. But as he got older and, um, you know, I always grew up thinking maybe my dad might be a little racist, but didn't know that he really was until he came to live with us. My parents divorced after four to three years of marriage and he was living with us and my dad became very racist towards my son. So and later he moved out. He got married and he moved out. 
And I found out a years later after that, some of the things that he'd done to my son when he was living with us. And I literally had to write an obituary. I sent it to my brother, my sister, my nephews. I did an obituary of my father being my father, you know, and so that's powerful. And it's hard, you know, as a daddy's girl, it's hard to our parents, uh, Father Bill from my church at St. Stephen's, he said, we don't get to pick our parents, but we love our parents. And they have you have a ball game of life. And sometimes they have to sit in the bench if they can't play by the rules. And sometimes you let them back in. And sometimes they just have to be retired, right? And so that helped to guide me through that. So, Victor, I know you shared a little bit about that. And so I love that you shared. So I think it's important to let's just talk about boundaries for a second that we do have boundaries around people, relationships, things that keep us from being the person who we want to be. And that's part of also what I coach on. I'm sure you've coached on that too, where you have to set those boundaries so that you can continue to check that box for yourself first. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's sharing that beautiful. Oh, thank you. So yeah, so I just I just wanted to just kind of touch on that because listeners that are listening, you know, boundaries are so important around relationships and what you will accept and not accept. And sometimes it applies to not only our parents, but it may apply to our children, you know, and and that as well. So I want to thank you for sharing. Okay, so now we're going to get into our next segment, which is our cards, Victoria. And so we're going to shuffle our cards. I gave Victoria a little warning of this. So these are better questions, better life cards. You can go to betterquestionsbetterlife.com and you can order them. I am not an affiliate. I don't get any credit. My two friends did these cards and I love them. There's 77 different cards with 77 different questions on there that we need to be asking ourselves during the day. You can meditate on them. You can journal on them, whatever. Um, You can just have it for motivation for the day. These are great cards for kids. These are great cards for families and and marriages as well. So I'm going to shuffle these cards and Victoria's going to tell me when to stop. So here we go, Victoria. Stop. Okay. So Victoria's question is, oh, this is a good one. I like this. What and who is influencing you? I love these cards because they are very, they they make (laughs) me think. So take your time. I'm going to talk about the cards for a second while you do that. So the cards are really meant to do exactly what Victoria is feeling right now, like to really resonate with you. They're to push you, to challenge you, to think, you know, about what the card's asking you. And the thing is, is that I, I bring these cards to my retreats. We do a pajama retreat every year in September, Victoria. And we have these cards. Carol, one of the authors of the cards, she helped me with my retreats. And we always use these cards because, and people will go, oh, I don't like this card. But that means that card was really meant for you when you say that. So so have you thought about what and who is influencing you? Um, so I'll start with the who part. Um, when you when you asked that, I immediately thought of the woman I was three years ago. And I also thought of the woman I am becoming down the line. And I think it's like, it's them. And it's also, um, I'm influenced to do the hard things by other thought provoking leaders. I have a business coach that inspires me and has helped me build a voice to speak out on my passions. And then I do think about where I was. And when I think about what I've overcome, I'm like, oh yeah, this isn't, I don't know why I overthought that. I could totally do this now. And that could be anything from when I'm posting something that might be a little controversial or um, just putting myself out there in general, like at events or introducing myself when people aren't used to, you know, they're like, I'm sorry, what do you do again? (laughs) So, 
and putting up those boundaries. Like I, when I think back on like, oh no, I can, it's okay for me to say no, you know, it's okay for me to, to stay aligned with my values. And I would say what influences me to keep going would be um, when I meet with these women or when I'm with a client, there's one a client, especially that I think about to this day. Um, we started working together a few weeks ago and I'll never forget. I saw myself in her and she was like, I didn't know I was allowed to. I didn't know that. And so when I think about how showing up every day, I was like, I need to get my message out. I need to educate because it wasn't available for me and it wasn't available for her, which means it's not available for other women either. And I need them to, I have something important to say. <laughs> I love that you started out with your young, your old self is influencing you. I love that you shared that because we have to remember that those are lessons that our old self teaches us. Those, those lessons that we've gone through, mistakes, triumphs, whatever those are, we have to remember that those can also shape us and can define us and help create the next path of where we're going in our life. I love that you share that. And getting out there, yes, because more we need more women like yourself, Victoria, that are out there sharing to the world. This is it's okay if you haven't been checking your box first, because now it's time. It's okay to say this is how I want to check my box first. And then and then to coach women on how to communicate that. I think what happens often is we we forget that our family and our loved ones want us to take care of ourselves. We forget that because we put this false pretense that we're going to be selfish. People are going to think we don't care. But really, when we can learn to communicate with those we love or our job or whatever that is, you know, your career and communicate our realistic expectations, then people can understand and be like, I got you. How can I support you? Where do you need help on that? Right. I love to use the analogy that if you weren't here tomorrow, I mean, my son's forever 25. As of July of last year, we lost our son, Matthew. And, and it's such a profound lesson that I share with everybody is like that happened in you know, such a tragic way. I who would have thought that I would not outlive my son. But the lesson for me is. I'm not promised the next 30 seconds, right? So if I'm not here in the next 30 seconds, and if you something happens to you and all your family and friends could do at your eulogy is say what they saw you do for yourself, what are they going to say? Like, are they going to say they saw Victoria reflect on what her life was like and went out and took took that lesson she learned about not checking her box first and paid it forward to the world that she we saw her help this another lady who was just like herself. She saw herself in her. And this woman is now like going, wow, I can accomplish the things that I want to do. I could put myself first without guilt. Like if you're if you can't think of a couple of things like that, then you need to you need to work with a coach. You need somebody like Victoria or myself to help guide you through, it's okay to check your box first. It's okay to set those realistic expectations for yourself and do it without guilt. And it's all about communicating with those we love. So I love Victoria that you shared that, that old self, like going back that she's influencing you as well. I think that was very powerful. Thank you. And that's the, that is a very, that is an amazing question, Pearl. Like, and you're right. We're not promised tomorrow. And I think I use that to um, I, I remember thinking about that actually, like recently, I was like, I'm not promised tomorrow. So I'm going to do what I can today. And as I'm doing it, it's not from that mindset of like, I, I'm not promised tomorrow. It's more like, I'm so grateful for the now and how I wish to live through that. So I think that was a very, a beautiful question. Thank you. I just love that. I just, you know, one of the things um, that stood out for me that the lesson I learned from my son's passing is not only that, but also to 
reach out to those you haven't spoken. You know, we hear so much about mental fitness and everything in the world and, and people not feeling like anybody's around them. But um, after my son passed, we had two of his friends show up at our doorstep. They didn't know he passed. And they were just stopped by to visit him and see him. And and one hadn't talked to him in a while. They had a little disagreement. They didn't really have a falling out. just hadn't talked for a while. And when I saw that, I was like, also call somebody. Like call somebody that's on your heart. You haven't talked in a while. Just check on them. So now I've made a commitment to myself that if somebody comes across my feed and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen or heard from them in a while, I pick up the phone and I check on them because you just don't know what people are going through. And I think it's powerful that we take not only take care of ourselves, but remember to pay that forward. Remind everybody else that, hey, are you taking care of yourself? What have you done for yourself today? If you have that friend or family member that's always people pleasing, reach out to them and ask them what have they done for themselves because it's really, really powerful. And as Victoria shared today, checking your box first is is so powerful because you're not promised the next 30 seconds. So what are you doing to check your box first? So Victoria, I've loved having you on today. I can't believe our time is like flown by already. <laughs> it's gone by so fast. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so before I forget, tell everybody where they can find you, Victoria. I am on Instagram at Victoria underscore Eisenhower. And that's spelled I-C-E-N-H-O-W-E-R. Um, that's where I'm most active. I am also on Facebook at Victoria Eisenhower Lotus Lifestyle. I do have a TikTok that's Victoria's.secret. And um, my temporary website is msha.ke. That's Misha Key slash Lotus Lifestyle. And I have an email as well. So anyone who's like, I don't like social media. I've had a few clients who are like, ew, no, get me off. Um, you can email me at victoria.lotuslifestyle at gmail.com. And we'll make sure all of that is available. Everybody as they watch this and listen to us, they'll have all access to that. So it's been so much having you fun, having you on. And we've been talking about self-care today. So I want to remind you that if you are not sure where you are landing in your self-care, we have a free survey. It's pearlssurvey.com. That's P-E-A-R-L-S-S-U-R-V-E-Y pearlsurvey.com. Go on there and see where your score is. See how you're showing up in your self-care. And, and then we can talk if you want to build on that self-care score and, and make it even improve it even better. But I just want to remind you guys again, as you come into this world, you are this rough oyster on the outside and we have to massage it a little bit, grow it. But as you open up that shell inside, you find your inner pearl. And I hope you go find your inner pearl of greatness. Have a great day. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I just wanted to come on and check in with you, see how you're doing, and just make sure that you truly are looking and finding your inner pearl of greatness. And so today's just going to be about some lessons for you around how you become your Shiro self. Like really, how do you find that time for you that you could put yourself first without any guilt? And so I want to talk to you about that because, you know, oftentimes we as women, we take care of everything else before we put something for ourselves on, on the time, on our planner. And so I want to talk to you about that. You know, why? Like, when was the last time you really challenged yourself to, like, step away? Um, because you are a Shiro, you are powerful, and you are amazing. And sometimes we feel so overwhelmed that we don't feel that way, right? That we feel like, you know, we're not in our not working in our purpose of our power and our passion. And, you know, we're not getting ourselves that time to pause and reflect and really like, create and, and develop our roadmap for our expectations, for our journey that we want for ourselves. So I want to ask you this. I want you to consider this. I want you to think about 
you know, is there, is there been a time where you wanted to take time for yourself and you just said, I'll put it on my calendar. And then when it came time for your calendar, you said, oh, I can't do it. I got to get the kids to practice. I've got to go to this event. My husband needs help with this thing at work, or I'm tied to my job and we've got this deadline to me. You know, I want you to really think that, you know, there is a woman who is a hero for everybody else freely. Like we totally, we, you know, we pour into others so much, so freely that truly our identity and our focus becomes that for the other person. And we're putting our, our focus and our identity on a shelf, right? We freely accept it, you know, that despite how we might feel in the moment, that it's okay to put ourselves on the shelf. So I want to give you some thoughts and some steps about really, you know, showing up for yourself and saying yes to yourself and not trying to please others, right? Because so often we, we are that person. We become that people pleaser. We say yes to everybody else so excitedly now, but you don't say yes to yourself as excitedly. Like you feel guilty, right? Do you ever feel guilty when you say no to somebody because you're like, oh, they're not going to like me. They're going to think that I don't care for them. They're going to think that I, you know, I, I'm selfish, all those things, right? And, you know, because we show up for others so much and not for ourselves often, it can feel like we're not worthy, right? And I wonder if that sounds like to you. If that sounds like you, I want to give you a couple steps to just put yourself first without guilt. Okay. So the first one is as women, we feel guilty when we do for ourselves, right? We feel guilty if we go get our nails done or we feel guilty if we go out for a walk or we go out for dinner with a friend, or maybe like me, you go for a staycation where you grab a hotel that's near the, near the house. Like for me, I live in Florida, so I'll grab a hotel at the beach and go spend the night. So maybe you feel guilty that you're doing that because you feel like, oh, I got to leave the kids behind or the spouse, or they're going to think I'm being selfish because I'm doing for me. So I want to tell you, first of all, there's some things you can do to overcome that. So let's say you are a CEO mom. And so those that are listening to me the first time, when I say CEO mom, I don't like the word stay at home mom because you are a CEO mom, because even if you are at home running the house business, which is why I call you a CEO mom, you have a job to do. And that's making sure the business of the home is running the way it needs to. So let's say you're that CEO mom and you have kids that you know, you want to spend time with, but you feel like you, there's not enough time in the day. So let's start with their little. If they're little kids, like, you know, under, say, eight years old, right? Maybe you sit down and watch a silly TV show. When my kids were little, it was Barney, right? Sit down and watch a silly TV show with them and just be engaged with them because you're going to laugh at the crazy show. You're going to spend time with your little one, but you're also going to be taking some time out for yourself. So that's one of the steps you can do with your children. If your kids are a little older, like, so when I finally realized that I mattered and I had to do something for me first, my kids were a little older. So my oldest one, he loved to go get his toenails done because he played football and he had football toes. So we would go for Manny Patty together. He'd get the Patty, I'd get the Manny Patty. And it was, it was giving myself time to take care of myself and have self-care. But at the same time, my son, Matthew, was spending time with me and we would chit chat and talk about what was happening. We might talk about the football game upcoming or the one that just passed. We might talk about girls, whatever that is, right? Him and I also had a code word for spending time together. And that was, let's go for sushi. So that would tell me that he wanted to have conversations with me, right? So my younger son, Nate, he's not into many petties. He could not be bothered with any of that, but he loves to go to the movies. 
So we would go and catch a movie together. And we still do that to this day. We'll be like, what new movie is coming out? What do you want to see, mom? And we'd go catch that movie together. So that's something you can do with your kids. Like find something that you can enjoy doing that they maybe would like to do with you and you're spending time with them, okay? Now, when it comes to your spouse or significant other, it's kind of the same thing. Maybe catch a movie at home like my husband and I, even today we find a lot of stuff on Netflix and we'll sit down and we'll watch the movie on Netflix, right? Or maybe you coordinate once a month, you're going to go out on a date and take turns picking. He picks this month, you pick next month. Neither one of you can complain about what the other picked but you've picked something to go do, okay? So those are some things you can do with your loved ones when it comes time for self-care and not feeling guilty, right? So then that way, when you do want to go do something for yourself, like a staycation or go to the movies by yourself, that guilt, you can you can release that guilt because you are finding time to spend with them as well, okay? So it, those are just some simple steps you can do when it comes to your family. But let's talk about, let's talk about your your job, okay, your professional career. So let's say that you have, you're at work and you've got this big project to get done and you're in charge of a team, okay? So one of the things I used to do is I wanted to make sure that my team all had a responsibility of the project that we were doing. So when I worked for a big corporation, each person had a piece of that pie because you can't run the whole machine together. You've got to have help. So find what works what their talents are and give them that piece of the, of the pie that will outshine their talents. Okay. And then make sure that you, along with them are taking breaks out to collaborate, whether it's, you know, Hey, let's go grab some lunch together and collaborate, or maybe you go outside the building and go for a quick walk around the building. You know, I did this at the big corporation I worked with. I would send my team out to go for walk breaks. And my other lead team leads from other departments are like, how can you do that? Why are you doing that? And I'm like, listen, if you look at my department's goals, we're hitting our goals, which means they're working hard. I need them to be all in, not be tired. So I would also go each day with one different group and I'd go for a walk with them and just chat with them. How are they doing? What's going on? You know, what's happening in their world? We want to talk about what's happening in the project. Just how are they doing? So that's another way that you can, at your professional level, do something for yourself while you're engaging with your team as well. Okay. And if you are an entrepreneur, let's say you own your own business and you're, you know, you're overwhelmed with all these things to get done. I'm going to challenge you to look and see what are some of the things you're doing in your business that you actually might be able to do benefit from having a virtual assistant, right? So my business coach, Julie DeLuca Collins, helped me understand what my value is per hour. So once you take that per hour value, and you say, you know, filing paperwork is is not worth $300 an hour. So maybe you have a virtual assistant that helps you electronically file your stuff. You know, find somebody that can do those things that takes up time for you building your business. And then also make sure you are taking time out during the day to go for a walk, do meditation, something that helps you pour into yourself while you're pouring into your business. So those are some tips I want to just teach you and share with you that I know I do for my self-care so I don't feel overwhelmed, so I don't feel like I'm on the shelf. Because when you put yourself on the shelf, you can't become that shero of your life. You can't become that self-made hero and have balance in your life with boundaries that you set and how to incorporate them without guilt. So I just want to share some of that with you because, you know, you guys are amazing, amazing individuals. You're beautifully and wonderfully made and you deserve everything that's waiting for you. But when we don't open our eyes to what's around us, we don't allow ourselves time for ourselves, 
You can't pour into others. You can't pour into your career if you don't pour into yourself first. So I just want to share that with you. And I want to invite you. If any of this resonates with you, I would love to invite you to our, we have a Shiro League. You can come once uh, every Sunday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. If you want to come and just visit with us, we always have an open house opportunity. You can join us. It's at a Sunday evening, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can come in your PJs. It's a great way to end your, your week and start your new week. Um, you can do that as well. So if you want that information, just go to pearl at wsliving.com. Again, pearl at wsliving.com and email me and I can get you the link to join us. But if you want to look at some more of these steps that I've done, I would love for you to just go download my ultimate guide to, to self-care and some additional steps are in there. And that's at pearlsebook.com. That's pearlsebook.com. And I hope you guys know that you come into this world as this beautiful, beautiful oyster. We're a little rough on the outside, but on the inside, you have this amazing pearl. And I just want you to know that you are this amazing pearl, and I hope you find your inner pearl of greatness. Have a great day. 